0: We're back, useful segment from Amy Kubich from Planned Parenthood. We hope we'll have her back uh, as regards some uh, political developments in this area. And speaking of that, uh, there's an article I've been hanging on to since last June that appeared in Time Magazine uh, relative to what we just talked about. Apparently at James Madison University in Virginia, uh, when the word got out that the health center was providing uh, contraception, more in the morning after pill, as it were, for the students, uh, apparently, some local politicians got, uh, and pres- trustees of the university got very up in arms and voted to take away the ability of the university to do that. But thankfully, in this case, the students apparently rose up uh, and, and decided to fight this politically and got it overturned. So uh, chalk one up for common sense. Now, in contrast, Dateline Crawford, Texas, story out of the AP, President George W. Bush ordered the State Department to withhold U.S. family planning help from overseas groups that promote or perform abortions with their own money. The decision expands an order issued two years ago that applied only to family planning money administered by the U.S. Agency for International Development, which is a division of the State Department. And the House voted last week 281 to 142 to ban third trimester abortions. The Senate is uh, probably going to pass this bill as well, and it will be signed by President Bush. This is a when this happens, it's a sad day for America, and we'll be returning to talk to some people from Planned Parenthood, hopefully Amy, about um, about this unfortunate development. We may, at that time, run in its entirety the interview we conducted last uh, March with. Vicki Wilson, who had to undergo such a procedure. Vicki's an, a, a registered nurse. or Her husband, Bill, is a, um, a physician. They had to actually undergo this uh, difficult, uh, difficult uh, decision and procedure and uh, had a lot to say about why the right to get one needs to be preserved. So we're probably going to run that in its entirety because it was um, as probably a good a segment as we have ever aired on this program. And uh, speaking of reactionaries, another story out of the B Santiago, Chile. Apparently, Chile is the last nation in the Western Hemisphere where divorce is illegal. The Catholic Church is pulling out the stops, airing ads five times a day on Chile's five TV networks, opposing the passage of a law permitting divorce. According to these uh, spots, a divorce will push children of divorced couples into drugs and booze. School dropout rates and domestic violences will climb. Uh, family incomes will plunge. You know, what, what is up with this? I mean, you know, that you can get an annulment in Chile by saying you lied on your, on your, um, on your marriage license, and people get annulments that way and get marriages dissolved. But isn't this ridiculous? But uh, even more ridiculous than that, in the United States, right here in the good old U.S. of A., in the Rocky Mountain state of Utah... Good old fashioned values, perhaps from the 16th century, have uh, prevailed. A Utah court rejected a challenge to state laws prohibiting sex between unmarried people, period. And oral sex between anyone, period. So, people, you've been forewarned. If you cross the Utah border and you're not married, don't have sex. If you are married, Be sure not to have oral sex, okay? You got to stay clear of the law. All right, let's do a couple of science stories here. Um, The Milky Way galaxy is apparently eating its neighbor. Yes. Apparently, our own Milky Way galaxy is swallowing up the smaller Sagittarius galaxy. Now, I didn't even know there was such a thing as the Sagittarius galaxy, well, apparently no one did until they got infrared telescopes out and were able to map the sky more effectively, and they realized no, there is another galaxy that is being torn apart and uh, basically incorporated into our own. This has uh, nothing to do with the M- Magellanic clouds, which are which are actually uh, you can't see them from here, unfortunately. Magellan discovered them when he went on his trip in the southern hemisphere. They are little uh, patches like the Milky Way that are little satellite galaxies of our own. This is not uh, related to that. This is another galaxy that we are, we, I guess, plowed into or are in the process of tearing to shreds. Huh. It was described as like, wrapping like a spaghetti noodle in a big flourish. Here's one from the duh file. Pilots were tested for their ability in simulators, I guess, to avoid accidents after they've been sleep-deprived for various amounts. And guess what they found? A pilot that had been flying from between 10 and 12 hours, well, the number of accidents started increasing by 65%. Pilots flying 13 or more hours had 5.6 times as many accidents as the average in these simulations. Quote, this is what I love. This is This is the analysis. Quote, the analysis suggests that establishing limits on duty time for commercial pilots would reduce risk. Duh! Now, if we can just get the medical profession to wake up to this one, I think we'd really be in good shape. Uh, which, What you'd rather have, somebody working on you that's been sleep-deprived for 30 hours or a guy flying you in an airplane who's been on duty for 13 hours? Which do you think is worse? They're claiming that they've stopped that practice, but to, you know, talk to people in medicine. I think it's still pretty much uh, the standard across the country. All right. And final story from the boring but important category out of The Week magazine. This is actually a study from Vanity Fair reprinted. Security at the nation's nuclear weapons labs is dangerously lax. They did simulations where mock terrorists went in and they repeatedly managed to steal radioactive materials and escape in drills conducted at the Los Alamos National Laboratory and other facilities. Quote, we got in, captured the plutonium, got out again, and in some cases, didn't fire a shot, said Rich Laverdiere, who ran some of the war games, because we didn't encounter any guards. Aren't you glad they're not building a biohazard facility right here in Davis? <laughs> Joining us now is our Hollywood correspondent, David Rosenblum.
1: Hello, Douglas. Yes, hello. Nice to see you again.
0: What's with the accent?
1: Uh, Douglas, you know, I've been taking diction lessons. Many people have been saying that my accent is a little bit annoying, shall we yes. say? Yes. Uh huh. So I, I just figured, well, you know, I have very friends that work in the in the diction field, and so yes. why not, you know, learn to talk with a little more couth? So this is the new couth lady, kind of, David Rosenblum.
0: Kind of classier, I guess.
1: Yes, classier, spiffier, whatever you know, whatever jargon you wish to use. Yes.
0: Well, that's wonderful. Well, okay, my a question for you, David, were you really yes. working for Arnold's campaign?
1: Yes, indeed, Douglas. I I was, you know, very much pleased to be working on Arnold's campaign. You know, winners do pay their bills more promptly, I find, so I did a couple of, you know, ad spots for him, yes.
0: Can I quote one from the Sacramento Bee?
1: Oh, most certainly, of course, yes.
0: Okay, a spot you aired in San Bernardino. Man number one. Under Gray Davis, our budget went billions into the red. Man number two. And don't forget, under Davis, we saw a surge in droughts, wildfires, locusts, rap music, and sunspots.
1: So... I mean, so 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 what? So what? What's the big deal, Douglas? Sunspots? Well, come on, you know they they wreaked havoc on electronic communications. You know that. I'm not saying Davis wrecked Silicon Valley, but it
0: couldn't have helped. David, you can't blame sunspots on him.
1: You cannot deny that they spiked on Davis's watch. I I'm sorry. I can't. I can't do. Oh man, I'm losing the whole.
0: Yeah, you're losing it the. It is accent. so hard
1: to keep that going.
0: All right, I guess. Have so. Have you ever tried? Yeah, and I'm gonna it, have
1: to try it again later. I'm oh.
0: under stress. Okay, man, man I'm I'm gonna, really steamed, Doug. Look, I, let me. Re- this ad of yours is too much, David. Man, number one. Yes. Under Davis, California teams have lost a Super Bowl and a World Series. Hey,
1: look, facts are facts, Doug. I just report them, okay?
0: You, you know, these. This seems scandalous to me, David.
1: And what's your point then? What's your point? You,
0: you also did a, a pro Arnold spot too.
1: I did. Look. You know, I, David Rosenblum, have known Arnie ever since Hercules in New York, which I think is very underrated, by the way.
0: Quote, Arnold Schwarzenegger has a plan for the future. Yes. He'll bring jobs back. Yep. He'll put kids first. Of course. He'll cut taxes and balance the budget. Very good goals. He supports mothers, apple pie, and the Hummer all-terrain vehicle. All sounds about right. Sounds like an infomercial.
1: Oh, Doug, picky, picky. Arnold. The guy won. He's a winner.
0: Quote, Arnold sees a California where creatine, anabolic metabolism agents, and growth hormone will retain their quasi-legal status.
1: Look, the guy thinks outside the box. That's all. You know, I'm going to continue to help his campaign so long as the dough keeps rolling in. You know, that's my main concern. Hey, did you ever hear about his Green Hummer plan, by the way?
0: Yeah, I guess he's converted his giant SUV-like personnel carrier from diesel to hydrogen.
1: Hey, it's a gesture chock full of symbolism. Chock full.
0: Yeah, but if people drove a vehicle that got more than nine miles to a gallon, wouldn't that be a quicker solution, David?
1: Oh, crime these sakes, you sound like Ariana, who is a dear friend, I might add. Look, why criticize Arnie for his efforts to help the environment, Doug? He fully supports the new technology to fast-ferment vegetable matter into alcohol.
0: Like they do in Brazil?
1: Exactly, only much faster. Did you know this method allows you to fuel a chainsaw with trees cut that same day? It's the most environmentally friendly method of clear-cut logging anyone's ever devised. Terrific. And, I might add, Arnie is going to push for a new generation of solar-powered panels to make construction equipment 100% emission-free.
0: Well, that sounds promising.
1: It sure does. It's going to permit mountaintop strip mining operations in many areas where costs are not prohibitive. This is a good thing, is it not?
0: Well, I guess you just can't say the new governor isn't pushing the green envelope.
1: At last, we agree.
0: Any other campaigns you'll be signing on to?
1: Well, look, I'm not someone who just goes for the dollar anywhere and any time, but I am glad you asked. You know, it seems like the big men are the ones that get the big votes nowadays. You know, first Minnesota like the Jesse Ventura, now Arnie here in California. I'm working to snap up some of the big fellas to run for office. Some other big fellas you may not have, you know, thought of as political material. Uh, like who? Well, in Chicago, we're looking at one of the biggest, the biggest guys around for a congressional seat. Who? William the Refrigerator Perry. He's taking out papers on the South Side, Doug. And I've almost got Mike Ditka's signature on the dotted line. He'd make a fine governor, don't you think? He's a born leader.
0: Uh, frankly, no.
1: Well, if we don't get him, we'll get Dick Butkus. Whatever, look. In Texas, that's where I'd love to get Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know the wrestler? Uh. He's thinking about making a serious run for the statehouse. Send Austin to Austin. It's perfect for bumper stickers, which are critical campaign literature in Texas elections.
0: Well, does he have to know anything?
1: To be governor in Texas? Traditionally, no.
0: How about this guy, The Rock?
1: Well, The Rock is a serious actor now, Doug. He's a thespian, and he's not gonna commit to any specific race, but he did admit to me privately, he's interested in reclining behind a big desk while smoking cigars, preferably with his feet up. So as long as he can keep making films, doesn't have to do a lot of reading, he's in.
0: How about Hulk Hogan?
1: Well, that guy is a born leader and politician, if there ever was one. The guy's First of all, the tan, the mustache, you know, chicks dig it, okay? And there is an opening in New Jersey for Senate, and Hogan loves the action in Atlantic City, so we have our fingers crossed.
0: How about uh, the state of Florida?
1: Uh, No one so far, but personally, I'd love to run Rowdy Roddy Piper. The guys he's a shoe-in to win. People love Uh nicknames in Florida.
0: Well, I guess he'd give Katherine Harris a run for her money, maybe, huh?
1: Well, here in California, we're not done, by the way. I think we can run Ferrigno for L.A. Mayor. And maybe we'll get how we long to challenge Dianne Feinstein for the Senate.
0: Lou Ferrigno?
1: Hey, look, they laughed at Arnold, but no one's laughing now, huh?
0: (laughs) I suppose not. Well, David, uh, keep us up on your latest escapades in electoral politics. I
1: sure will. By the way, electoral is not that crucial. And since you're up there in Sacramento, let me ask you a question, okay? Okay. How do you think they'd feel about running O.J. for office? You know, Mr. Simpson, my client?
0: I think it's premature to think his reputation is rehabilitated. Are you sure? I'm pretty darn sure, yeah.
1: Cause I, I I really do have him locked in until two thousand nine, you know, contractually.
0: I think he may be your guy for Florida, David. but he lives there now, doesn't he?
1: Well, yes, that that's true. Yes, it is. You know, I really do enjoy talking this way a lot more. You know, it's much better. And it, it is uh-huh. true, he's in Florida. Maybe he can take up some golf and run at the same time. I, I suppose we can we could maybe push some feelers out. Yeah. Yeah,
0: we'll give it a shot.
1: And Orlando does have a mayor race coming up. Yes.
0: Uh-huh. We'll go for it. I think, David.
1: You know, I just might. Right. Very good idea. So nice of you to talk to you again. <laughs> you know, it's just I just love being on your show.
0: I'm I'm not sure I'm comfortable with this accent of yours.
1: Well, I'll talk to you again. Okay, Doug. <laughs> All right. All right. See you later. All right,
0: we'll see you. That's it for today's show. You've been listening to Radio Parallax. Our thanks today to Amy Kubich from Planned Parenthood as well as Steve Valentino from Stop Making Sense right here on KDVS. Stay tuned for Todd and we'll see you next Thursday at 5 o'clock. I'm Douglas Everett. This show was produced by Edward McMillan.